and see everybody's got the same garbage right and i think everybody kind of understands like you're fighting your project well the other guys probably have the same thing that's just like you know what i know the little bit of help i got meant a lot so if i can pass that on and share that to the next guy i mean that's what it's about it's time for class racing today the podcast for the nhra class racing fan Welcome back to Class Racing Today, uh, back after a, a, the longest hiatus I think we've had on the show so far. Uh, classracingtoday.com, classracingtoday at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments, you can send them there. Um, if you want to help support the show, don't forget or or remember uh, that you can help support the show directly uh, with your donations, classracingtoday.com forward slash donate, uh, or just go to classracingtoday.com, find the donate button. You choose the value you get out of the show. Uh, it's worth, if it's worth a dollar, if it's worth a thousand dollars, whatever it is, you choose that value. Uh, everything is very, very much appreciated and welcome. Uh, Brian, how in the world's it going? It's going good. Awesome. I feel like it's been forever. It has. I was looking back, I think it was August 22, just over a month ago. Uh, and we were talking just a little bit about your, uh, your engine build and that it was, I think, done or almost done something i think it's harder to find time with it like i should have had all this free time right i haven't really been <laughs> right. racing sitting around but you should have life, life's life you know school's in now so you're taking pictures and it's been nuts my schedule's been insane this last uh two months has really been kind of ridiculous uh and you've been out and about running about like a headless chicken so yeah it's been wild i thought life would like slow down mm-hmm. you know like when you're a kid and you get that first like you start school it seems like christmas break is a whole year away <laughs> And then, like, a whole another year goes by before it's May. Mm-hmm. And, like, the older you get, it's just, like, time just flies. Like, it's crazy. Yes, it has been wild. Uh, remember, YouTube, also, uh, if you happen to be watching on there, uh, subscribe, if you would. That's one way that we can, uh, you can help support the show. That's not difficult. All you got to do is take your little mouse and click the button. Hold on. That's all you got to do right there on the subscribe button. Uh, and that is a direct help to us, so... If you would continue doing that, that'd be great. Um, I will say, now that I've actually been able to go to a few racetracks, um, it's just cool how many people actually listen to this and like, hey, when's the next episode? It's like, like you know what? It is cool. I'm going to yeah. keep doing it. We started it for a reason and just takes a little dedication to do it. And yeah. Get all the, all it takes is like one or two little cancellations and it's like dominoes. <laughs> right. Well, and one thing to remember for everyone, just to keep in mind that uh, as, as we transition into this new, because I mean, I'm working on a new studio that we'll be based out of uh, that hopefully in the next few months will be wrapped up and we'll be able to transition over. Uh, our schedule will be a little bit less um, predictable until we get that rolling. And then once we're there, we should be able to kick some butt. Um, or if we get enough donations, we could just go on the road. You know what? Absolutely. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thankful because like literally... I feel like I have no time, but one mm-hmm. of the hardest working guys I've seen on and off the track, old four speed Johnny. Four speed Johnny is with us again. Like I wish I had hey his vigor. <laughs> like no wonder he stays so skinny. Like the guy never stops. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but um from 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 the new location that someday we'll get to see, uh, in the yeah, see, it, he, he's moving up, we're moving up. It's all going to be great. It's uh it's it's starting to come together up here, Craig, and I'm excited to. To complete it, obviously, just from a, a work standpoint, so we can get back to building cars full time instead of being carpenters and contractors <laughs> and all that stuff. But I'm actually sitting up in the front entryway right now. Um, we had our big car show event up here about well a week ago now, and and so we got things together good enough to have the public in here during that, and now we're finishing putting things back together. So that's fantastic. It's called so, a wood welder. Yeah. I call them wood welders, not <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, if anybody so, could today's stretch my up. birthday, Brian, so you well, got to be nice to me. Oh, man. I didn't know that. So yeah. all short jokes today will be dedicated oh. to John McLaughlin's birthday. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, happy yeah. birthday, oh. John. What, what, you, a day yeah. over, can't be a day over 35. Yeah, right, I wish. So I, it's pretty funny. I wasn't supposed to live to be, there was a running bet in my hometown that I wouldn't live to be 21, and I'm, I'm turning 50 today, so... Wow. I guess I proved them wrong. Half century. This it's a milestone. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't we talk about this earlier? We didn't even mention <laughs> it before the show. I'm, I'm, no. I'm... Well, that's because it's got to be live. That's what ah, makes it fun. There it right, is. Craig? Right. 
Now if, we, now if we only had backup singers, you know, like the <laughs> like old Johnny Carson, you know, we need the band and excellent. Yeah. Well, I saw you got yourself a nice birthday present over the weekend. Yeah, what an idiot, huh? Was it? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, it's a, a, a 1970 Plymouth Cuda. Um, it's a project car, and of course, I've got lots of project cars, like most car guys. And hold on, John, <clears throat> but, uh, do you own a car that's not a project car? No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I have a dream that someday I will. Excellent. So, but no, I, I just I, I'd been watching this car for a while, and and had made an offer on it a few three weeks ago or something, and. It, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a solid, complete car that's never been torn apart, but it needs, you know, every piece of sheet metal. It's rusty. It actually originally came from Pennsylvania. Um, it's yours, so I it just, needs to be tinkered with, right? Right. Perfect. And uh, I made good. an offer and then just kind of forgot about it. And, and then he called, <clears throat> called me Thursday night and said, hey, you know, you were really good to deal with. I got these other guys, but he said, if you'd give me that for it, he said, I'd rather sell it to you. So anyway, yeah, I that's drove cool. out there and got it. So. That's kind of how I. That's how I got married. <laughs> Made an offer. I was really good to deal with, so he, she had wow. better better plans. But yeah, no. The, the long term idea with that car is to is to make it into a stock eliminator car. You know, I, I've been racing my seventy Roadrunner for or a seventy Roadrunner for over thirty years, but uh, <clears throat> all the engine combinations are as good or better in the Cuda, and it has a whole plethora of available engine combinations and then it has a 108 inch wheelbase which would make my life a lot easier so so that's a long-term plan for that car but yeah it's it's going to be two three years before i even get time to start on it because i got lots of other projects in the hopper that's all we need is another under factored a car (laughs) b car it won't be under factored it would be fairly factored (laughs) so well brian you have your car running uh yeah, yes. we're making progress. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, it actually ended up turning some pretty good ETs you had to be fairly happy with for where you're at with it. Yeah, it's, it always seems like the fix, you know what it's like. You find one hole, and then it seems like all of a sudden now there's three other ones. <laughs> like I used to think my car's slow, but I'm pretty good at driving. Like I can cut a light, and yeah, I don't know what happened to that, but it's just totally different seems like you kind of start over but it's actually great to be back at the track like i've had the microphones with and i want to go around and talk to people but it's really hard with a race car especially you know when you're fighting and just it hasn't been easy yet which maybe it never will be but i think i've actually enjoyed working on it like i've had a couple of things that have been issues for the last two years and i got them dialed in so we're making progress yeah no your car has has come a long way um just getting the brakes to work properly has got to be way more fun to drive. <laughs> <laughs> but once again, now I got to learn everything all over, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, trust me, you're not the only one that has, has had to do that over the course of this sport. So that's kind of the cool, like the part of the process. Like, I feel like I haven't really embraced that part of it. Like learning, you know, yeah, there's, there's the discipline and all the little steps and, the easy things to control, but I've never like enjoyed the process of diving in and trying to make something better. I don't, maybe that's, maybe that's not the right way to explain it, but you know, brake pedal, I've had eight inches of brake travel on that thing for 400 and some passes. And I just worked around it and figured out how to make it better and cut a light. Well, all of a sudden now I got to lower my leave RPM by 2000 RPM. Cause now I'm going red instead of slow. Yeah, when I first got in your car, and I think it was in St. Louis, I can't remember what we were doing, thrashing there, you were in the late rounds, and I stepped on the brake, and I'm like, this isn't supposed to be like a clutch pedal in here. Like, why does it go to the floor? Oh, what do you mean? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I literally have 75% less brake travel now, and but it leaves different. Just everything's different. <clears throat> More horsepower leaves different. Transmission flaws, but just keep fixing the weak links, right? Yep. So, so you had it out at Brainerd, which we already talked about. And then where was the next race you actually took your car to, Brian? Was it, was it the Make-A-Wish race? Earlville MCR race. Okay. You were at the Earlville MCR race. That's right. Slid to the beams first round, first day. And then the second day made it the second round, but just like I said, fighting brake issues and different things. And you had it in B there, correct? Uh, C. You had it in C. 
Oh, that's right. That's right. And you were going what, seventy five under? Uh, yeah, right, right around there, seventy eighty. Yep. Yep. So it's coming. I mean, I'm happy. Uh, Lance has been great to work with. I think we got a pretty good piece motor wise, and just got to remember how to drive again. They say it's like riding a bike, but I don't know. It's like going from a like one of those trikes to a unicycle. I feel like it's a little bit of a learning curve again, but I'm actually going to go test this weekend and try to see if I can find a little more and just get practice at the lights. Going to Marion, what was it, two weeks ago now? Pull up and I've been a, a student of the blinder for the last couple of years and friend of the show, Justin Lamb, it's a crutch. Quit doing that. Quit doing that. You'll never get good blinding or blocking. Um, I go up first test pass like i'm all excited i think i really got something and i was like 362 <laughs> like, how could you be that terrible like i'm really gonna have to get aggressive pay attention and then i was like 620 something i'm like how can i get worse <laughs> well then i realized i'm blocking i'm leaving on the green like just the way the lights were set up different i couldn't quite get it figured out and i'm like fine the heck with it i'm done with it i'm done blocking flip the blockers <laughs> out of the way and going old school and Still probably had the worst series of lights I've had in my history of a day of racing, but it was all right. Getting it figured you out. Got, yeah, you got pretty solid there late, later in the day as the rounds went on. Yeah, it just takes time getting the groove, I think. And it's hard there, too, at night, right? Like, everything, it's just it's a different experience. Yeah, it, it is a different experience, and I, I, I struggled a little bit at that race, too, and, and did okay and made it down to... 12 cars, I guess, in, in both races. But, uh, um, yeah, my first couple hits at the tree there were nothing to be proud of. Well, and, and, and none of mine were stellar, but I got, at least I got competitive. But but you did better than get competitive, Brian. You kind of sealed the deal there on Saturday night. Yeah, it was. We was not... it was midnight? How yeah, late did was, that go? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was close to midnight when, when, when the final. We weren't supposed to be talking about me. This is supposed to be a show about racing. And Let's not... see, Brian. When you come out of the out of the shop with the new engine scenario and three runs out, you're at the top. That's impressive. Good work. <laughs> I say it's divine. Well, I say it's divine intervention because I had a couple rounds there. Like I'm not exactly sure, you know, but you know, I guess it does go to show like, you know, normally I try to be really solid on the tree and you know what just basically had kind of a handful to deal with and just tried to drive it the best it could come up with a plan and just tried to execute and got lucky. I mean, it's towards the end. But I mean, it, had to earn it at the end there a little bit, but luckily it kind of got comfortable enough to where it worked. Yeah, no, you, it, it, you had some lucky rounds there, but your last three, four rounds were, <clears throat> I was spectating and, 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 and helping everybody. You were, you were, you were definitely pretty solid. So I think in the final you were, I mean, you killed quite a bit to go, dead on and you were what 17 on the tree uh i think 20 20 i mean you were yeah so you did a, a great driving job in that. and unfortunately that cost me about 1500 dollars because you were racing my uh hired gun in the two-ton tomato there so well and I'll, <clears throat> I'll give you props john so you know i thought my day was over going into the quarterfinals like i was just happy to go rounds it was pretty cool my wife got to come uh she hasn't had a lot of the races and it's a two-hour drive home, or she's gonna leave. And like, oh, I said, hey, we went around. You know what? Got my entry feedback. She's like, really? Well, that's pretty good. Pretty soon we go another round. I'm like, all right, now we're money up. She's like, well, I'm gonna go home next round. You know? I'm like, that's fine. You know, we're having a good time. Well, I'm up. It don't really matter. And it's it's funny just that mindset of not, you know what? It is what it is. We're at the track. We're having fun. And I got that. I owe that to Paul Marola. You know, Earlville. I was kind of kicking rocks and not driving and just fighting issues. He's like, hey, you're at the racetrack. Like got to have a good attitude right like we're here there's a lot of other places worse than this i think just kind of having that mindset and just enjoying the experience and it was fun just kept turning on wind lights one way or the other well then quarterfinals you know i got corda and i was kind of kicking rocks i'm like man this guy's been doing it forever i'm just not doing a good enough job maybe just maybe i had my expectations too high and kind of kicking rocks we just had a game plan came out i'm like i know i need to be solid on the tree and got to drive the stripe and just kind of worked out and that was that was pretty cool that was probably one of the big wins and of course then heads up into the semifinal. and i kind of had an idea i was already almost i was probably thinking too much about that when i was racing out and actually almost lost to al i gave him the stripe back and it worked out but 
I think I was too much worried about the next round, which that's probably the one thing I would change is just staying focused on each round that you're in until you're through it. But ran over there, told John I had a heads up, and it was pretty cool, John. You ran right over. Um, got to pick up some changes and try to pick the car up, and it worked out. And so I got to thank you for that. Like, there's not everybody that's going to want to run over at 1030 at night and drain burning hot oil out of a car. And... <laughs> It's pretty well, it, cool. No, it, I, it, it, I mean that, that's what this, what, what stock and super stock and comp. I mean, it's all about about heads up racing, trying to go fast. And yeah, it's a big bracket race, but when you have a heads up, man, that's that's I don't know, it's exciting. I, I always, it's it's even funner when you're when you're quote unquote the underdog in the slower car, and and so that was super fun. And and you you were going up against a, a car that's you know a very fast competitive car that thing's been shaken out too that thing's had a lot of good rounds with a good driver like i was like hell it is what it is hey we're here that's all we can do so so you were racing bob swan in his beautiful green i think it's a 68 cobra jet kr 500 mustang you know and that thing is super fast and and you know you guys both picked your cars up nearly nearly two tenths and and uh you know had a had a had a great a great race and you were you were on the right side of it so it was it was super fun and exciting it was it was fun to be part of so thank you i think the the quarter thing was pretty cool because that was my first time beating him like i said that's a that's a notch in the belt kind of i've never never had the opportunity of beating him yet so that was pretty fun but then for my third heads up ever and actually being able to have a chance and you know it could have went either way so that was really cool and like i said john thanks for coming over and helping that was pretty neat Yep. No, anytime. But then, yeah. And, 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 and I didn't even know if my car, so, so I, I, I had Wayne sell a friend of mine from high school driving my, my wagon that my kids usually race. And, uh, and he was doing a good job and rolling through the rounds. And, and so as I was helping Brian on his getting ready for his heads up run, you know, Wayne was going up for his round of competition and, and, uh, yeah, I didn't even know if he had won or not because <laughs> I was, I was tied up, tied up with your stuff, and then anyway, so then that that set up the final um, with with you and Wayne, and which was which was super cool, and, and like I said, Wayne did a good job in the finals, and, and you did a great job, and, and you got the the big check, and you know got your first win, so it was just fun to be part of that whole thing, you know, and late at night at Thunder Valley, it's it's a cool environment, and so it was it was it was super exciting and super fun. Well, the wild part was I thought I had Jr. Haddad, I thought he was still in there, and in the black mustang or the black camaro uh stevenson's old car yep and i'd kind of talked to him earlier because i was thinking about going to b and i'm like i got the weight in i just i gotta get a handle on this and i left the c on the window and we joked well i guess we'll see each other in the final so i actually thought man this is playing out like pretty wild like it really shouldn't be happening i'm terrible at racing at night and just the issues but just kind of kept going and i thought i was waiting to see the black camaro show up and all of a sudden here comes the mater and I'm like, you, you can never count out the tomato. I mean, <laughs> that's just a solid r- ride, right? Like anybody that sits in that car has a chance at winning. I'd say 70% of the time that thing's in the quarters of the semis. Like you just can't not, it just can't lose unless I drive it. <laughs> but, and then you got Wayne, who is literally, you know, the two of the legends that I learned to kind of basically cut my teeth racing with you and Wayne sell. I mean, that guy's just deadly. I mean. When you go to the track, he's never out. And then him in that car, I just thought, I told my wife, I'm like, hey, at least we'll get a thousand bucks. Run her up. Like, this is cool. Like, how can I ask for anything more? But for the race to play out, I mean, we were both solid on the tree. Go down to the end. It was funny. I could just see the kind of the momentum come out of that car a little bit. I'm like, I know what you're doing, but I know my plan. And kind of screwed up. I thought I took stripe by 12, but I think I took it by about 18 inches. But hey, I'll still take it. The wind light came on and. Like I said, those last three win lights, that was a pretty cool. Like winning winning a first big race is cool, but take out a world champ, heads up, and then one of the baddest guys in one of the baddest cars of the track. That was and then my wife was there. I mean, it was just really cool. Felt like kind of an underdog, but we just kept coming through. So it'll be one to remember. Yep. No, it it it, it was a, a good night. And then in the next day, we had some great racing. The the we had a little bit of rain there in the morning and then the the weather got got really nice in the afternoon and and uh yeah wayne turned it red second round in the wagon um and I, what happened to you on sunday i don't remember i Brian. went red for some reason my yeah. lights i started in the the threes and the three and six hundreds and got down to the hundreds <laughs> and then the 70s and then the 20s and then just like, kept on going like 40 red like how does that happen like 
but I think just so, the mental fatigue, but you know that, you know, when things are, you know, when it's a struggle and you're working and you're just, you're so involved, I think it's hard to consistently just stay in the right spot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where that crutch helps, but Justin is right. You need to, you need to be able to do it without the crutch. So, but yeah, so the, the race played out really good on, on Sunday there for, for finishing up the, the, and, and for everybody that doesn't know the last Midwest class racers race of the year at Buried every year, we do a fundraiser for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And we normally raise enough money to, to grant two wishes. And uh, we, it's fun. We have the kids come out to the racetrack um, and, uh, you know, they get a bunch of different events. And, and then we do a parade lap. The kids get to pick which car they want to ride in. And we all parade lap through the staging lanes and, and down the racetrack with with the kids in the car. And so it's just a fun feel good event. And, uh, you know, and I've been blessed to win the race a few times and now Brian's won it. And, and anyway, it's a, it's, it's a cool event. So the weather got real nice there on Sunday and, and, uh, another friend of the podcast, uh, Matt Steen ended up winning, winning the race on Sunday over J.R. Haddad in his black Camaro, formerly Marion Stevenson's Camaro and J.R. He was late, he was he's been driving just really good uh he was late in the rounds both races and obviously lost to matt there in the final and uh, and matt's car that thing is he's got a different clutch in there now and uh that thing is finally it's still pulling the wheels but it's carrying him out there a ways now not quite so violent on the starting line and matt's driving is coming along with it and so he's 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 getting to be a real threat as he proved it by winning the big check there on sunday well he literally got the big big check like, <laughs> the thing was the size of his car like i got i thought it was a big check I'm like this is cool and then there's matt's like literally it's like a car cover like if it was gonna rain you literally hold that thing above the top of the valley and cover 90 percent of it yeah and, and for everybody that doesn't know um it was a real cool thing um within the midwest class racers community um where everyone's entry was paid for uh, for the sunday race you want to touch on that a little bit brian yeah i as much as I know about it, I guess, basically, uh, you know, Jim Blair was, was a part of the MCR and he kind of was a big believer and everybody should have a shot, you know, everybody should have a chance or a seat at the table, I think is what he used to say. So it was pretty cool. We lost him here this year. Um, but actually his, his wife covered the entry fees for everybody on Sunday. That was pretty cool. I liked Jim. Um, you know, he was, uh, we both used to run B and it was funny. He'd call me every Monday after a race, we'd race somewhere and Hey, maybe try this or look at this. You know, he was always encouraging, and I just, I just really miss the guy. Like I said, every, every day, every Monday after a race, we talk for an hour, hour and a half, and it was just pretty cool to, you know, for them to still be a part of it. It sounds like something they kind of want to continue. So, I'm thankful for, uh, for the family, and thankful for him just supporting the community. That was pretty yep. cool that they did that. And in, in his car is is continuing on in co- competition. It's a, it's a. If, if everyone hasn't seen pictures of it, but it's a pretty cool looking multicolored 69 Camaro convertible B stock automatic normally runs it in. And, and Joe Harry is continuing to, to race that car. Um, and Joe is a, a great driver and, and that car is, it's, it's kind of like the, it's the Midwest versions of Joe Santangelo, I guess, because, <laughs> because that car does big wheelies and, and Joe Harry's double O as often as he isn't. And, and so it's a dangerous combination and, and, uh, but anyway, so yeah, it was super good day there. I ended up losing, uh, a super fun heads up race with, uh, Dan Weiss and his little red Corvette that, uh, we, we'd actually never raced heads up. We, our cars <clears throat> over the last five years after I put the 383 back in my car, um, have kind of always been close and I'd get mine a little faster and he'd get his a little faster. And, and we had gotten close to having the opportunities to have heads up races. And then one of us would screw up and lose and it never happened. But yeah, we got down to 12 cars there and we had to, had to race heads up. And unfortunately for me, uh, Dan had been about a 10th quicker than me all weekend, but we, uh, we threw the kitchen sink at the chicken and uh, actually I, I, I've learned some things recently here where I, I get greedy or, or hop things up and don't make suspension and clutch adjustments for heads up runs. And, and I'll spin or, or not have enough in it. But anyway, I took a wild stab at it and it actually left the best it's left in probably two years. Um, I actually had it, had a little bit on him in 60 foot, which is pretty crazy for that little car and my big car. 
but uh, yeah, by half track, he was beside me and, and inched away on me, and I, I lost. We we were two thou apart on the tree, I think, and and uh, you know, our mile an hour within a couple tenths, and you know, he had me by by a couple hundreds there at the at the end of the track. So just a fun heads up race. We both picked our cars up, and but I was on the losing losing end of it, but it, it made it exciting anyway. So another thing I learned this weekend. Well, kind of two things. Like, everybody has adversity. Like, things just happen, and it's kind of how you can roll through and adapt. Because, you know, Matt Steen, his, he was having a few little bugs and gremlins he was fighting through. Um, yep. You know, random RPM launches. Or, you know, <laughs> yeah, so, we're going to literally nine grand. Somewhere between valve float and three grand, that's kind of hard to dial for, too. Uh, you know, yeah. my transmission, I was shifting somewhere between 63 and 7200, just depending on the Auto 1-2 wanted to work, like. You know, you kind of think like, oh man, I had these, but still, I mean, just how you can kind of come and over adapt. So it was pretty cool that he drove as good as he did. But I think the most important thing I learned, uh, it was pretty cool to get to help you with your heads up against uh, the Corvette. But, you know, if you got two friends that are racing heads up, you need to think about it. Like, okay, I'm kind of tired. <laughs> Do I want to push a big old heavy car, a big old 70 Roadrunner? Or don't want to push the little red Corvette. I didn't choose very well. <laughs> Wayne and I are pushing that thing, and I'm like, man, does he have it in gear? Are we trying to push this thing and push start it or what? But I'm going to help at yeah. Earlville. I got you. I think at Marion next time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push the Corvette, I think. We're going to pick the tracks where I have to push the car up to the starting line. Yeah, for, for everybody that doesn't know, the, the staging lanes at Marion are not like they are at Earlville, where they're straight and downhill. No, they're actually curved and uphill and so as everyone knows when you're pushing a car with a spool in it and you go to turn it a little bit it doesn't want to push anymore and then yeah my car weighs 3500 pounds and, and dan's weighs 3100 or something and then so, let's imply let's apply a little physics too where the longer <laughs> the wheelbase of the car right. makes that turning exactly. leverage even harder and like, hence why I drove to Montana Friday night and bought a 1972 <laughs> with a 108-inch wheelbase. So even though I needed it, like I need a hole in my head. So. I feel like I pushed your car to the staging lanes uphill both ways. Yeah. But yeah. it was cool. So, it was great. No, great weekend. I, yeah. You know, in, in, in talking about that, you know, I wanted to bring up the sportsmanship. I, I see things happen all the time in drag racing that just, you know, make me make me proud to be part of it, I guess, where <clears throat> competitors are, you know, you're competing on the track and, and it's as cutthroat as, as it can be, but uh, beforehand and afterwards, we'll do whatever we can to help help somebody, you know? So Dan gave me uh, a battery charger because my little piece of junk that I've drug all over the country doesn't work very good anymore. And, and you know, they couldn't find their ice bags and I, I gave them my ice bags or whatever, you know, and, but I mean, Trust me, when I got to the starting line, I wanted to rip his head off, and I wanted to outrun that thing real bad, and and I couldn't do it. And uh, we got back, and I went over and shook his hand, and he gave me a big hug, and and we'll keep working on our junk, um, you know, or or you know, you and Wayne in the finals there, or are you and Bob after your heads up, you know, Bob come over and he was so freaking excited, he had so much fun during that race, you know, just. All these examples of, of, of sportsmanship and like yeah, we could sit here and tell stories about it forever, but it's just it's uh it's it's why I continue to uh to uh try and be competitive in this sport because it's just it's so much fun and be around those kind of people and, and, and that kind of that kind of environment, I guess. Yeah, it's it's a lot of work and there's a lot of adversity, but to me that's what helps pull you through it. I mean that was I won't, I won't say it was like a pivotal change, but it's just, it's, it's interesting as you grow and, you know, overcome some of that stuff and see everybody's got the same garbage, right? And I think everybody kind of understands, like, you're fighting your project while the other guys probably had the same thing. That's just like, you know what? I know the little bit of help I got meant a lot. So if I can pass that on and share that to the next guy, I mean, that's what it's about. Yeah. 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 That's That's exactly right. <laughs> and that, and like, like I've said before brian that that's what makes it so rewarding is it's not supposed to be easy it's not supposed to be easy to have the fastest car it's not supposed to be easy to roll through the rounds you know whatever it's, it's if it's when it's challenging when you do do well and and earn the respect of your peers it's just not much more rewarding so yeah it was kind of funny like when you know the so the make-a-wish kids basically get to walk around and pick the car they want to do the parade lap with and 
I got to sign autographs, but nobody wanted to ride in the red Camaro. <laughs> it sounds like, you know, hey. like, it's so cool to get the kids back and it's great to have them at the track, but nobody wanted to ride with me. And so he goes, they will next year. You're the winner. Like, <laughs> we'll see. Well, if they'd, if they'd have stayed later in the night and seen it doing big wheelies, you'd have probably been better off, but. Yeah, that's all right. It was, uh, it was just cool to have them back at the track. Uh, that's the one part about that race. I always like supporting it and it's great to, you know, it's great to give back like that, but it was fun to get the kids back there after the COVID stuff. So it was fun to make that feel a little more of a complete. Yes, for sure. Are you going to St. Louis? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Like a week to change your mind. I got lots of pressure to go to lots of races, but I've got lots of work to do, my friend. So I'm going to, I'm going to not do any of that. If uh, I'm going to try not to go to Vegas or any of that stuff this year, but you're adult. I, I'm not complete. I'm not completely ruling that out yet, but I am not going to St. Louis. Your adult reasoning skills are really improving with your age today. They're happy birthday. By yeah. The way. yeah. Well, we'll see, but the Johnny of 10 years ago would be totally impressed by the Johnny of today. Yeah. It, well, in some ways, it may be disappointed because I'm not on the road right now to go to St. Louis, but, <laughs> but yeah, ne- next year I will have more time to uh, pursue racing. I'm hoping so, but there are some guys that are going to have to get on the road here. It looks like have yeah, you the- been paying attention to the point stuff at all, Brian. Well, the season's kind of, I feel like winding down for us, but there's still a lot of, there's some pretty close uh, races still out there. Well, and, th- and there's been a lot of racing happening uh, over the last few weeks. I mean, we are in the, the hot part of the season here. So um, I wanted to touch base, I guess, on some of the divisional winners um, since the last time we got together. And do you have some of the national event winners? Yeah, we'll hit on the tops. So I'll let you start and that'll give me a chance to get caught up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know if we talked about it, <clears throat> but because it, I, I think it was going on, but I, you know, Chris Knudsen, he won stock in Bowling Green in his stick shift Camaro over Jeff Atkinson. Jeff Atkinson is, is as good as it gets. Um, but that was at the uh, divisional race in Bowling Green the week before Indy. Um, and uh, John Rackies um, in Superstock had won over, over David Neal. Um, and then the, the next divisional races that happened, <clears throat> so this was between, between Brainerd and Indy would have been, uh, out at Yellowstone drag strip, uh, the division six there. And I, I had the chance to race out at that track two years ago now, and it's just a, just an awesome facility. Um, and, and they got the road paved going in there now and, and so if anyone ever has the opportunity to uh, to race out at that racetrack, I would highly recommend that it. it's a it's a great track and great people. Um, but I know in the first, so it was a doubleheader divisional. And uh, in the first race, I think it was trying to remember Clarence. I'm going to mess up his last name, but he, he won over Derek Elam and Stock. Um, and I think... Yes, in Superstock in the first race, uh, Rich Panowski, who I've actually raced out in California, has got a Superstock um, Nova. He won over Mike Graham. And Mike Graham was out and about for quite a while there in his Mustang. Um, and so that that was in the in the first race out there. And then in the second race, uh, uh, Steve Hahn, who has a black uh, 71 Cuda Superstock car, um, one over Troy Olsonowski in his super stock and automatic. Um, and in stock, uh, Justin McIntosh, he's got a little stick shift <clears throat> Chevy two. Um, <clears throat> he made it to the finals and, and ended up runner up to Cody lane and Cody in his eight stock automatic white late seventies Corvette, which that car is for sale. I've seen, and it is a super trick, super fast piece. And I think it's <clears throat> in the mid forties, which is, in my opinion is a buy for that car. Cause that thing is as trick of the week as it gets. Um, and, and the shout out to Cody, um, Cody also won in comp in the second race <clears throat> over uh, Steve Zupka. And so Cody kind of pulled off a divisional double up there. And I don't know, um, but how well everyone knows Cody from being out West, but Cody is a phenomenal, phenomenal driver. And I've, 
had the opportunity to race with him a couple of times and he's, he's as good as it gets. So shout outs to him for, for doing that. And then we got to Earlville and I think you were actually at that race, right, Brian? Uh, yes. Oh, I wasn't, at, I was at the MCR, not the divisional. Oh, you didn't make it to the divisional? Well, I was at the divisional and so was Breezy, my daughter driving the, uh, the tomato. Um, she had some trouble, uh, getting uh getting staged there pushed through the lights on her <clears throat> and she only gets a chance to drive that car once or twice a year but we made some adjustments and and uh we had some rain in the division five and the track staff uh made the decision to uh shorten up the schedule because there was a hundred percent chance of rain coming on sunday and so we all got got one time trial and, and got right into eliminations and you know it was definitely the the best thing to do they had a lot of cars there and they 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 worked their tails off and and got the race in on saturday um made it a little difficult from the competition standpoint but just a shout out to all the hard work that went into making sure to get that race when everybody had traveled there and, and not let us sit there and get stuck in the pits and not not be able to finish the race and and all that stuff but a lot of good racing went on um I know at, at this point in time, uh, Doug Engels has got a legit shot at the world. And so he was at that race um, to try and improve. He's got a good uh, uh, national event score, not so good a divisional score this year, which is the opposite of the situation he was in a couple years ago. But anyway, he made it to the finals and lost to, to Grim Jim Greenheck, who uh, <clears throat> Jim is a huge supporter of, of sportsman drag racing, as as we all know, and, and the driving force behind the the racetrack up there at Rock Falls in Wisconsin. So shout outs to Jim on, on his win in Comp Eliminator. Uh, in Superstock, Larry Hodge, who's been red hot as of recent, he's been late rounds everywhere, um, just driving great, uh, got the win over young Wyatt Wagner. And I think everyone knows what a talent Wyatt Wagner in is. Um, I believe Wyatt run it up in the national event in Brainerd as well, right, Brian? Yeah, there's a there's a reason why he's first in uh first in points right now, national points. Yeah, and, and we'll probably touch back on that, but Wyatt's got a legit, legit shot at the world. I think Wyatt won the division for the first time when he was 18, or no, he wasn't even 18 yet. I think he was 17 the first time he won the division. And and they him and his family, <clears throat> his dad and his grandpa, they all worked really hard. Wyatt's got great equipment and, and Wyatt's a student of the sport and does a great job and he's a he's a wonderful young man and and yeah he's he's leading the world in points right now and has a legitimate shot and i know i talked to him at earlville and depending on how things went there he was planning on on getting on the road as he needed to to uh do whatever they could do to to see if they could put that together so shout outs to him and congrats to to larry for taking out one of the young guns there in the finals of the division in earlville and then in stock we kind of had another feel-good win uh with another one of those uh, Camaros that look like yours, Brian. <laughs> but uh, Ryan Korish in his stick shift B-stick Camaro got his first divisional win over uh, a talented and uh, deadly Matt Lund. So big shout out to Ryan Korish there for getting his first divisional win. Hi, Ryan's been racing for what now, three years, Brian? Yeah, well, I think that's how long he's had that car running because we both run <laughs> our cars out basically at the same time. And I know yep. I called, they were just, well, Ryan actually broke his hand and hasn't been able to drive because he hasn't been able to pull the, pull the handle on it. Right. So at the MCR race the weekend before, he had his little S10 uh, bracket truck out there because he couldn't shift the car because he still had his hand in a brace. So they were just hoping to go out and get some data and have some fun and ended up winning. I'm like, isn't that funny how that works? Like sometimes, you know, you got it on kill and you're going to go win an event. You can't make it to the first round. The next time you just show up and you're just hoping to get some info, data and make a few rounds and you win. Like, yeah, maybe we well, try too hard. Ryan has been has been driving really well for the last. Oh, geez, year, year and a half. And uh, and they've got that car, you know, figured out where it's going on the racetrack every run now. And, and yeah, so he's that that won't be his his last win for sure, you know, and. I'm going to share a little story here about Ryan that he shared with me on multiple occasions. So it, it, it obviously had a profound impact on him, but, and, you know, we all talking about sportsmanship and stuff and promoting the sport and trying to grow this sport. Um, 
Ryan raced me actually the first time he'd ever entered in stock eliminator. And it was the weekend over at rock falls that I, uh, made it down to the finals. I was driving really well. And I, I raced Ryan in the first or second round. I don't remember. And, and, and I was on one of those weekends where I was actually acting like I was knowing what I was doing. So I was like double one and killed some to go dead something. And, and I remember I felt so bad for this kid here and every, this stick shift car and they were having all kinds of trouble. And, you know, and, and, and I went over to his pit after, after the round and just said, Hey, you know, good job and, and keep working on it. You know, you'll get there. And, and I don't, I don't remember, obviously remember exactly what I said, but he's brought that up to me many times. And he messaged me after I messaged him when he won in Earl in uh, Earlville there. And he said, he said, yeah, he said, you come over and told me, he said, and, 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 you know, I believed you and then looked up to you and, 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 uh, you know, kept, kept going. And, and now, now he's got his own, own little Wally and, uh, we'll have lots of fun going forward. So my, my point is, is just, we got to remember, that's what that sportsmanship is all about. And we don't realize the impact our, our actions and words can have on others, but, uh, why not have them be positive and, 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 uh, you know, keep promoting the sport, I guess. Cause there's a, what, what Ryan's what, 25 years old, yeah, you know, so, racing in stock eliminator. So. Yeah. Everybody's watching, even if you're not sure they are. Right. Yep. Somebody's always watching. So anyway, I just thought that was, a, it's a cool story and Ryan's a wonderful young man and, and, uh, I'm, I'm happy for him to get his first win and I look forward to competing with him a whole bunch more in the future. <laughs> so. And then, then we had a divisional race out in uh, in uh, Mission, British Columbia. It, have you ever been out in that part of the country, Brian? I have not. Yeah. It's a it's on my buck bucket list tracks. It's it's I, I haven't been there either, but place is supposed to be super fast and and super cool. But uh, huge surprise, Jody Lang was in the Super Stock Final. Um, but, uh, he, he lost to, uh, to Sean core, who was 007 in the final there. Um, Sean's been doing a great job this year as well. Um, but yeah, got, got, got the win over the always, always difficult Jody Lang. <clears throat> and then in stock, in a factory stock D Ed Howder, I'm probably screwing up that pronunciation. Sorry, Ed, uh, over Bill Bushmaker, which Bill in his I stock automatic, he's always in the late rounds out in that country. So congratulations to those guys and then here just uh last weekend there was a divisional race at galat motorsports park which is a really cool facility but it's eighth mile um but anyway hugh meeks got the win in super stock over emily volkman um and jason mccandless got the win in stock over victor kegnassi so jason mccandless has a as a C-stock automatic, and uh, Victor Cagnassi, of course, has a factory stock D. Uh, it's a newer Copo Camaro. So congratulations to all those recent divisional winners. So. And obviously one of us is a lot better at our job. I'm still working my way up there, but John did a great <laughs> job of getting all the results from the divisionals. One of us had one, one job of figuring out the nationals, and hey, I didn't do it very well. But <laughs> in, Indy... Um, so we basically had some stock. We had candies over Marshall. Yeah, boy, that that Marshall car at Indy, that thing was so crazy fast, man. <clears throat> and and Indy really turned into a marathon with the weather and stuff, and and all the stuff that happened there, get getting getting drug out. So the guys that were able to uh, keep rolling through the rounds and, and keep it together, there, they 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 really deserve the win for sure. And. Unfortunately, like I said, I feel bad because I haven't done. It's really hard to put all the class together, like class winners. So everybody that won class, congratulations! Instead of murdering it and forgetting someone, I'm just gonna leave it there. Uh, no, I'll give one shout out to uh, to uh, a driver I know personally. Um, winning class at Indy was a goal he had set, um, and he made the trip out from from California in uh, Donnie Keene in what he calls his dad's car. <clears throat> and it's the car that he won the championship with, I believe in 91, 92. Sorry if I'm remembering that wrong, but, but they, they thrashed on that thing. They were having issues and clutch trouble, but they got it dialed in and, and, uh, and made it down to uh, the finals against a really, really fast 
car and uh and but we're able to get it done and so we won one class in c stick so shout outs to donnie and making the trip out from california just to kind of accomplish that goal so super stock we had d'angelo over caro and what i thought was pretty cool is comp our homeboy doug (laughs) Ingalls. what second time yeah it's the second time doug has won indy and uh it was a super super emotional win for him as as they all are but uh just did being such a such a such a marathon event and you know there's always all kinds of things going on that people don't realize in the background and you know doug doug's car was was flying i mean he had that thing working really good when he first got to indy um qualified number one he's in the all-stars race um all-stars finals ended up happening late at night and and doug's car shook and got all out of shape and there's, I got a pretty good picture of it right over by the wall, sliding sideways, and he's got the wheels cranked in this 1,300-pound, 700-horse dragster, you know. But um, So he, he ended up losing in the final of, of, of the All-Stars and then, uh, um, yeah, come back and, and made his way through the race. I know he broke a valve spring on Sunday or Monday, excuse me, in I think it was in the quarterfinals and had to get that switched, and they were on a hurry-up schedule. And, you know, and then he ends up racing – racing in the final <clears throat> against Frankie Aragona, um, who's a three-time world champ and as, as, as good as they get at Frankie has never won Indy. And so it was a big deal for him to be in the final there too. And, and he's been, had been, been fighting some, some health issues and anyway, just lots of stuff going on and they had a great race um, side by side. Doug was killing a little Frankie come back by him. Doug, you know, you don't realize all the stuff that can go on in comp and you're trying to save your index and stuff. And anyway, so, I, love, yeah. I love his victory speech and it's online. Okay. I can look it up. But <laughs> so, yeah, I was trying not to, I would have destroyed that index if I had to. Like... <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, con- congrats to, congrats to Doug for sure. There's no one, no one that works harder at, at the sport of drag racing than him so so now he's got a chance to run for it too doesn't he yeah yeah he's he's on his way to st louis to uh to see what happens there and then depending on like depending on what happens there he'll kind of decide what he does the rest of the year so so i'd be curious how big that double divisional is in st louis it's it's going to be i would think it's going to be pretty big i know i know lots of folks are going but for comp eliminator that st louis divisional is dangerous because it can be really fast there so you can really hurt yourself <laughs> wasn't that where uh then is that where doug had an issue last year was it last year or two years ago two two years two years ago yeah yeah he had a finish line incident and, and, and wrecked a car pretty bad yep so but that's also why everybody wants to go to st louis like i know uh i've been getting a little pressure i'm like i'm just not i'm not driving good enough and i want to make my car better before i go there but after uh bohannon's race there i love that track and the weather you know is going to be killer it would be it'd be really cool it's on my list but just not this year yeah my mine too i i definitely have too much work to do so darn life like why does that have to be so much work (laughs) then we we had another national event after indy there um at uh maple grove yeah the new new i shouldn't say new but updated facility there that was bought out by the koretsky family but so roger uh reese got the win over in super over now okay i'm gonna mess it up is it byron or it was, it was byron warner mr warner you mr warner yeah it was it was byron <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know and of course, he, you know, War, Mr. Warner was 006, uh, Reese was 10, and they had a great race. And uh, Brian <clears throat> Byron, excuse me, took the stripe and uh, and uh, <clears throat> went under by a little. So, but it looked like a really, really good race. And imagine that a Warner being in the final in a, in a, in a race in Division One. But uh, the real fun race I thought was was Katie Sapanic in her iStock automatic. I believe it's a 69 Chevelle with a small block in it, 350. Um, Katie drives really good. Um, and she was up against Joe Santangelo in the final. And, uh, you know, Joe is, Joe is one of those guys that, like I, I, I tease <clears throat> some of the, 
perceived hitter sometimes like when they come pulling in the lane you should have the music like you know when when Darth Vader's coming down yeah. <laughs> have you seen his helmet his helmet's all blacked <laughs> yeah. out too so it even looks like that yeah but no Joe's an extremely talented driver and a great guy and uh, always in the late rounds and so Katie had her hands full there but uh Katie oh. was double oh three in the finals against Joe and, and took the win so I was super Super exciting and super fun for her. So, congrats, congratulations to Katie and the whole Sapanic family. Well, she executed what she had to do too. I mean, she was eighteen total. Like, yeah, you know. Well, and her her box score, Brian, was like eighteen, nineteen, twenty three, uh, maybe at uh, lower twenty in there, and then double o three in the finals. So, yeah, she was crushing it all weekend. I need to take some notes from her because I think I was in maybe like the 90s to 100s on my box score, but that was awesome. But you're racing double O Joe. You got to rip the tree down. She did. Um, yep. Went close, yep. forced him out, and awesome. Congrats. So that can segue right into our national points discussion if we want to touch on that a little bit, Brian, because double O Joe is second in national points in stock right now. Um, at 590 and Brad Burton is leading still with 624 points. Now, Joel, he has six national events and five divisionals. So Joel needs to get out and find a couple more divisional races to attend. It looks like. Yeah. Jody Lang's still in the hunt too there. He's... And of course, yeah, Jody, Jody's looking back there. Uh, he's got five national six divisionals. He's 60, he's, oh, yeah, he's 90 points back from the lead. <clears throat> so it, it would be pretty tough for him at this point. Not, not impossible. You know, and I hate to give uh, Jody too many pointers because he's already way better than I am, but he needs to call Subway because just like Subway, he's freaking everywhere. Like he's never out of the hunt. Like <laughs> everywhere you look is Jody Langwing. Like how does that happen? Yeah, well, he was just, just in a final here. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's the, the, the great drivers. They always find a way to, to win, even when things aren't exactly going their way. And they <clears throat> they might not be double all the time, but they are when they need to be. But so, Justin yeah. Drum still is in striking distance of Jody, too, sitting fourth. I mean, he's he's not out. He's actually got a few more races to claim than Jody. So, Yes, he does. Yeah, he's got some stuff to improve on there. It'd be a, a hard road to hold. I'd, I'd say at this point in time, it's Brad Burton and Joe Santanzalo, but but we will see. All of them have a shot. Ryan McClanahan actually has a, a legitimate, probably a better shot than Justin just at where the scores are in his races. So it's going to come down to the wire for sure for those five drivers, Brad Burton, Joe Santanzalo, Jody Lang, Justin Jerome, and Ryan McClanahan. So... It well, sure be fun to see Justin Jerome. He would definitely be the dark horse in that race in his uh, his little green uh, duster. But he's a great driver, man, when he gets on. So, yeah, hopefully he can get to enough races to get his score up there. And let's not throw out Ryan McClanahan. Look at Superstock. He's sitting second behind White Wagner by one point. Like, what a year that guy's having. Yeah, the Superstock is going to be super fun to watch coming down here because you got Wyatt. I know that Wyatt is planning on going out west. Um, you got Ryan McClanahan, who out west is where he's from. Those are his races, and Ryan is a phenomenal driver. Um, you got Greg Stanfield, who if he decides to go to a race, he's probably gonna win it or you know be at least in the semifinals. So I mean, if Greg if Greg goes to a couple and wins a couple more national events this year, you know he, he'll be your super stock champion. But um, I don't think those other guys are gonna make it easy on him. I'm sure Greg's gonna get out at the at the west coast races um you know and of course you got <laughs> the two warner brothers right there beside each other i can just say byron and brian and not have to worry about messing it up um and you got and you got pete d'angelo that that pete d'angelo he is under he just won a big dollar bracket race here he races comp he wins in super stock that guy is 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 killer and if he could figure out how to get to some races he could have a legitimate shot there too with only four divisionals and five national events so it's going to be exciting coming down to the wire for sure well and i think even let's touch on divisional points because i don't know that those guys that necessarily don't travel as much always get the credit they deserve um starting d1 we got shane oak sitting in first bubble inky second uh <laughs> santangelo again sitting third uh billy pyres and old pie Dent 
sitting five. Uh, and then you have the two Warner Brothers tied in Superstock. You think they wow. leave the other one at home? Like, do you just jump in the truck and go to a race? Like, leave the other guy? Or... <laughs> I mean, you know me and my brother. We're pretty competitive. Like, somebody's tire is getting loosened or something on the rig on the road, so he does misses a race. Like, <laughs> No. I think it would be way better to beat him on the racetrack. <laughs> and then sitting third, you got Mark LeBrecht. Herbie, yep. Herbie Noel fourth and old Bobby Fazio sitting fifth. Bobby Fazio. So I know Bobby hit... started off the year pretty strong and and uh and uh, his 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 Mustang been broke. Yeah. Super stalker, yeah, the motor scattered. So he's that car is yeah. done for okay. the year. That's that's unfortunate because Bobby started off the year real good and I, I know he's been driving some some other people's super stock cars, so I, I hadn't heard for sure what the reason was there. So hopefully yeah. they can get her back together yeah i talked to him if i can be of any help bobby i actually talked to him last week a little bit just because uh he uh you know I, he's doing his own deal with the with the driver interviews and that's taking up his time so that's why he stepped away from the podcast but i did call him yeah, like i mean a he, great job. he went three rounds you know at maple grove beat double ojo i mean he was driving good but running that car he was he was doing a pretty good job uh let's see division two you probably know most of these guys. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Austin Elby is, yeah, Austin's as good as they get, and Jeff Atkinson. Marion Stevenson, I just lost to Marion in Earlville, so I'm helping contribute to his score here, unfortunately. Uh, and Jeff Longhaney, Terry Hembry, Jason McCandless, Ed Longhaney. Yeah, it's a murderer's row of, of guys at the top of Division Two there. Most of those, that's probably pretty settled, I would think, at this at this point in time. And in super stock, you got Corey Taylor, Hugh Meeks, Mike Crutchfield. <clears throat> Mike's a great guy, and, and Austin is up there in in super stock as well as is Jeff Atkinson. So, kind of the same names repeating each other there again how does that work <laughs> well it costs the same amount of diesel fuel to get to the racetrack whether you got two cars in your trailer or one <clears throat> division three stock we got uh oh boy brent deroach uh do you say steven zorny i Zorni? think how you pronounce it yep and then old johnny decima travis booth and brina spillingary uh super stock we got larry hodge Johnny Rakes, Jeremy Smith, third, Todd France, fourth, and old Tyler Bohannon, fifth. I need to talk to him. I wonder what's happening if we're going to be another class race or revival. Yeah, I need to talk to him, too. Let's get him fired up about that for next spring. <clears throat> Sitting fifth, he has no reason to be sad. So let's get Tyler's actually on. had a pretty good, pretty, he, he had a, he really was early in midsummer, boy, and he was really on fire, and he's had some hard luck here starting kind of an indie. So, you know the amount of the miles that guy's putting on and the racing you're doing though. I mean, it's you're gonna find you're gonna find weak links. Like you're just, it's pretty cool how much work he's put into that. It's pretty awesome to see him just going out and going for it. Yep. And then in D Division Four in stock, you got Jeff Lopez who started out the year red hot, was winning everything. Wes Neely, of course, is right up there. Will Carroll, Jimmy Hidalgo Jr., Parker Devore, David Latino, and Old Vern Buchanan. In his in his Mustang is in seventh, so <clears throat> kind of the the normal of your top in Division Four and stock eliminator and in Super Stock, of course, you got Greg Stanfield, James Carroll, Jeff Miller, Hunter Pinello, and I, I'm sure I'm murdering it. David Sildo, Corey Mahi, Brandon Bakey's, Harvey Emmons. We we need uh, to go to Olive Garden and get some more Italian in us before we have to say I probably do again. I, I, there might be a little bit of that in me. I'm kind of a mutt. So Division Five stock eliminator got Craig Maddox has been having a great year, and of course Chris Chris Knutson is up there. Jeff Cheney's been doing a good job in his stocker this year. I actually got the chance to visit with Jeff in Earlville quite a bit and got to know him a little bit better. What a what a great guy. We had a, we had a good time. Uh, Jay Story, Scott Burton, Rochelle T Bear. Larry DeForest, Dwayne Scheitlin, Dustin Nelson, and Russ Kramer. 
Russ Kramer has been driving great this year too. And yeah, we got to give a shout out to Larry DeForest. Larry DeForest won <clears throat> in Indy at the All-Stars. Um, he had quite the uh, the uh, cheering section from the racetrack live in Earlville there. I'm sure you've seen the, the Facebook videos. And uh, and and he won over, over Derek Elam, who if you can imagine being all the way from from out in Washington where Derek lives in your, in your Pinto in the finals at Indy it had to be a pretty, pretty awesome moment for Derek as well. So congratulations to, to both of them and congratulations to, yeah, to Larry for, for bringing home the win there for division five. And you think about that race, like the fast car, slow car, when there's that big a separation, it's not easy for either one. No. Yeah. They're, they're, there's nobody judging anything there. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says when you got one car going 145 and one going 76. Yeah. <laughs> so in super stock division five, of course, we've got Wyatt Wagner leading the points by a, a large margin in Aiden Patterson and Todd Patterson, Riley Spear in fourth. And uh, Riley, actually, she's been having a good year too. She's had some car troubles, but she won a, she won a big bracket race in her super stocker here too a month or so ago. Um, Carol Warling, Tyler Wadarzak, easy for me to say, AJ Patterson, Scott Burton, Michael Town, and Jason DeForest. <clears throat> Three of the top ten to the Patterson family. Coincidence? <laughs> Probably more than that got Patterson power in super stock. Yeah. Division. About division six in stock, we've got Joe Sorensen, Jody Lang. Uh, Derek Elam, who I was just mentioning at the All-Stars, and Cody Lane, who did the double there at the Divisional in Yellowstone, Larry McClanahan, Don Little, Dennis Radford, Jeff Lane, Clarence. I'm going to mess that late. I'm going to leave that one alone. Bidnack, <laughs> I'm going to mess it up. John Percy and Bill Bushmaker. And then in Superstock, we got Larry McClanahan, Troy Olsonowski, Sean Kaur, Christopher Kaur, and of course, Jody Lang for Division Six. He's he's going to be there. And then in Division Seven, we've got Brad Burton leading the points in stock. Justin Jerome in second. Ryan Mangus, another phenomenal driver from out in that part of the country. Ryan McClanahan, Mike Cotton, my old buddy Andy Kimball is in sixth. Is Andy still racing? <laughs> Andy, where are you? Like he used to always come up north. We'd see him. Oh, apparently, well, Andy, he's, apparently he's going somewhere. Andy, yeah, well, and, Andy raced this spring, and he, he actually lost to the finals at the divisional race there in Vegas to, to Mike Cotton, who's just ahead of him in points there. But, yeah, Andy has been working his tail off here this summer. Like, he's no one to do. That guy doesn't sleep. It's unbelievable. He'll call me at 2, 3 in the morning, and he'll be getting up to go to work or just coming back from work. or Yeah, so and then you got Chris Hall in seventh. And Peter Alarmo in eighth, and C.W. Hofer in ninth, and Jeffrey Jerome in tenth. In super stock, we got Ryan McClanahan leading the points with a nearly 100-point lead over Jimmy DeFrank, Tom Figueroa, Mike Graham in fourth, and Larry Zavala in fifth, Charlene Gullett in sixth, Justin Lamb in seventh, Tom Nolan in eighth, Mike Cotton ninth, and Chris Hall tenth. So that's the... The front runners and the division points, which this time of year, if you're going to make a move in the division, it's probably going to be tough to do unless you're going to get on the road. Or you live in Vegas. Some, yes, that's well. <laughs> that's one fun thing that that final divisional race in Vegas is kind of a pain because they drag it out for four days. But anybody that's anybody is there, and all these points things are getting decided, so it's a it's a fun race to attend. So. Boy, I think we caught up. We made up a lot of ground in not very long. Well, we did have some <laughs> gaps to fill. It's been a while. Well, I, I apologize to anybody's name who I destroyed there. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you can come correct me the next time we're at a racetrack somewhere <clears throat> accurately. But it, it's going to be fun watch the end of the season coming down here. And I got lots of work to do and, and plans for next year. And hopefully I can uh, get serious about racing again and try and be a little more competitive than I was this year. So, and Brian, I think you're going to do the same. Yeah, it's just uh it's kind of sad the season's winding down, but it's uh it's fun that at least we get a few runs. Like I said, I'm pretty excited. I'm hopefully going to go do a little testing this weekend and try to get that thing as as bad as we can make it before we park it. Of course, then I'll probably 
I'll be subject to crazy ideas when Johnny's headed south to throw my car on a trailer. And... Yeah. We'll, we'll wait for spring for that because I'm probably going to have different. Yeah, I got all kinds of plans. So we'll, we'll, we'll save some of that for this winter. We got to have something to talk about. So thanks, everybody, for listening and, and stick with us here. I think Craig and Brian got big plans for the podcast here going forward so we can get, get things on a schedule. That is the goal. Uh, thanks for Speed Johnny for jumping in with some data and some history. To bring to, See you guys you, later. You bring to, to the work. show. Absolutely. Good luck in the new the new digs. Uh, we will talk to you next time. All right. Thanks. See ya. All right, Brian. <clears throat> this is uh, the end of the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of ends beginnings. Right. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> ClassRacingToday.com. Today at gmail.com. If you have any questions, again, you can send them that way. We appreciate hearing from you, hearing from all the uh, the people, the fans. Uh, and it's always fun if you're out there at a race and you see one of us. Uh, say hi. It's cool to know you're out there. Remember, too, uh, it's a great uh, support to the show if you would go subscribe on YouTube. Uh, and if you got value out of the show and you want to turn that into some monetary value, you can do that at classracingtoday.com. Click on the donate button and you choose that value and we appreciate it and are very grateful for everything that comes in. Thanks a lot. Or another way you can give value to the show is if you have more information, if you have insight, if you're at a race that we're not at, uh, you can send it our way so we can get some boots on the ground reporting. Thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Have a wonderful day. We will see you on the next one. See you later.